Hello, everybody. This is John Johnston with Coronation for a post-game reaction after the wonderful Illinois game we just watched. It's a Husker loss, 41-23, to and a game that looked like it might as well have been 411-23 to because Nebraska played about as bad as I can recall ever seeing them play, with the exception of maybe that Oklahoma State game where it was 38 to nothing at the half. What was that, 2007 under Bill Callahan? This wasn't what we expected. I remember when Scott Frost was hired, how happy we were, and remember that at that time, Scott Frost was one of the hottest coaching prospects in the nation. I remember going to the first spring game and standing on the sidelines next to an offensive lineman who played in front of Scott Frost when he was quarterback. And I asked him, if Scott Frost can't get this done here, who can? And we both agreed that uh, we didn't have any idea. And pretty much it's up to Scott Frost to resurrect this program. It certainly doesn't look like we're making any headway. Last week we had a nice win over Penn State, a team that has good athletes, but they're lost. And Nebraska this week looked lost. And I think we have good athletes. We have plenty of good athletes. We have good enough athletes to win our division. We have good enough athletes where we shouldn't be losing to Illinois. And that's the frustrating part. You know, last night, Minnesota was missing 25 players and staff for one reason or another, and they came out and their defense didn't look completely terrible. And they beat Purdue 34 to 31. They had that last play where Purdue had scored a touchdown and was called for offensive pass interference that didn't really seem to exist, but they won. You know, they were missing 25 guys. And when we look at Nebraska and we go, why, why, aren't we, why is Xavier Betts only on the field like, I don't know, two, three plays a game? Why did he. Why did Marcus Fleming uh, get some catches two weeks ago and we really haven't seen him since? I, Dedrick Mills and uh, Ronald Tompkins were out today, but at the halftime you had Luke McCaffrey had 20 carries and Marvin Scott had eight for 22 yards. This just doesn't – we keep hearing the same shit over and over. And it's the same stuff from Scott on a first-name basis that, you know, it's my fault and the team's energy or the team isn't prepared or the wide receivers aren't ready. Holy shit, man. Did you ever stop to think that they're maybe not fucking ready because you don't have any confidence in them? They're not going to have confidence in themselves? There's something mentally wrong with this team. On the first play of this game for Nebraska, Luke McCaffrey goes out, throws an ill-advised pass that gets ruled a backwards pass when it wasn't. Uh, the Big Ten issued a statement and said that they didn't have a camera angle that could show down the line. So they were not going to have any indisputable evidence, so they just didn't bother reviewing it. When on TV, we watched the same damn thing over and over, and it was clear it was a forward pass. <sighs> I've watched a lot of college football. Officiating is terrible all over the place. 
It isn't just against Nebraska. You saw it in the Minnesota-Purdue game last night. I'm sure if you're watching games now, you're seeing it all over again. The officials didn't have spring ball. They didn't have fall practice. They don't get to go to practices, and that's usually what they do to get ready for the season just like everybody else. So we can go into officiating all we want. It's really not a good idea because uh, we already have a lack of officials that want to do this shit because we're so hard on them. I'm not excusing them for being terrible, but if we're going to use anything like that for any kind of excuse, uh, fuck us. We shouldn't do it. It's, it's just dumb because everybody's experiencing the same crappy officiating. <clears throat> as far as what ails this team, I, I'm a big mental guy. And the reason for that is, is uh, in my professional career, I've been an IT consultant for three decades. I've worked with every size of company, a massive numbers of them. And, and there's one single, there's one constant throughout all of these companies, no matter what big they are, and no matter what they do, what industry they're in, is they all take on the attitude of the person who runs them. And that doesn't, you know, that means that if you are working for a guy who's a lying, cheating bastard, you're probably a lying, cheating bastard yourself because nobody else wants to work with that son of a bitch. That translates into any organization. So I, there's something mentally wrong with this team that they're not going out. Today they played flat. They didn't have any energy whatsoever. Last week we talked about how the linebackers looked like they flew to the ball. They looked good. They look like you want a Nebraska linebacking crew to look like. They hit hard and they gang tackled. This week they 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 didn't exist. We gave up 41 points to a really not very good Illinois team. The last time they won in Lincoln, Nebraska, it was in 1924. Red Grange played in that game for God's sake. If I had to be honest, I'd say this. Well, I am being honest. I don't know why I started that way. That's one of those p catchphrases you use to catch your brain up to your mouth. Scott Frost came to Nebraska, and I think that maybe he thought that there was still some kind of mystique that Nebraska had when they walked on the field that our opponents should fear us. Well, that's gone. So if his goal was to get rid of the any kind of Nebraska mystique that existed, uh, he's accomplished that goal. If uh, you thought that there was any kind of, of I don't, I, you know, the things where he worried more about scheduling than worrying about getting his fucking football team to play decent football. Maybe all that stuff should get shit down a toilet. Now, we, we worry about crap like what side of the field they're on. Oh, they haven't been on that side of the field since 1960. Who fucking cares? Who, when are they going to hand out black shoes? What? Why? Do we even give a shit about that kind of stuff? If we were there, we'd worry about the tunnel walk song. We worry about all this stupid-ass stuff that doesn't matter. I realize we're not coaching the team. But you got to know that's all in there. And, you know, for everybody that was yelling about Adrian Martinez and Luke being the savior... You're probably wondering right now, they should bench Luke and go back to Adrian. Well, 
you know, you got to gotta stick with a guy, and Luke McCaffrey looks like he's an exceptional athlete, one of the best we have on the offense. You can't just throw him off the field because he looks like he's not ready to play. And you can handle that one two way, one of two ways. You can wait until he is, or you can just stick him out there knowing you're going to take your lumps. And today we took a lot of lumps. Well, we had, what, five turnovers? You're not going to win any games that way. Gave up a shit ton of yards. Not going to win games like that. Um, we're supposed to have an offensive explosion. It, there's there's no consistency on that offense. One of the things I said this last week was, against Penn State, our, our lines looked like they were ready to play Big Ten football because I think that's one of the biggest things that Scott Frost completely misjudged when he came to Nebraska was the fact that when you play Big Ten football, you damn well better have an offensive and defensive line that's capable of playing Big Ten football. And we haven't. And last week, we kind of looked like we did. And then this week, we looked like, well, I don't know. We, you know what we looked like? We looked like we thought we'd beat Penn State and we were a 14-point or 16-point favorite in this game that we'd just walk on the field and, I don't know, Illinois would crumple in fear and shake and weep in front of us and we'd destroy them. Any thoughts like that, should you'd think they'd be gone, but I, maybe they're not. I don't know. I don't have an insight to, to the... I'll, next week I'll put on my, my special mind-reading hat and try to get closer to Lincoln so I can pick up some signals. And next week is Iowa. They fucking well better have their shit together for that because it'd be really nice not to get our asses kicked into the ground by those people pissant bastard fucks. Although today on Twitter I actually saw it. You know what's terrible? It's when you see the fans of the other teams feeling sorry for you. It's terrible. That's where we're at. We are not a good football team and that's being kind. How are we going to fix it? I'm sure there's a lot of you that are probably thinking, well, Scott Frost instantly isn't the answer, and he's the terrible coach, and he's a bad hire, and maybe they need to fire this guy or fire that. This is not a year in which you fire coaches. This is a fucked up year. Everybody's handling this mentally different, and I don't mean by teams. I mean by individuals. Some people are completely freaked out by it. Some people are, like, fine because they go to work every day and they do the same things there. Other people are handling it by saying it's all a hoax and none of it exists, which is just as dumb as the people who are hiding in their basements, fearful of germs or whatever's going to kill them next. Everybody's handling it different. Every team's handling it different. This is a free year. This is not a year in which you fire people. This is a year... And my rotten son said this, and I'll give him credit for it, because he actually is a, he's, he's hopefully not listening, but he's kind of wise for his age. I, did I say that? Shit. He said, this isn't the year you fire people, but this is the year that sets up for people being fired next year, and that very much is true. Uh, the worst part of this game was Colin Miller laying on the field for God knows how long, and you wondering knowing that the only people that are attending these games are the fan or the friends and the families of the players and 
you got to wonder, you know, as a parent watching your child lay on a field that long and having him bring out a stretcher and strap him in and not seeing any kind of thumbs up from him on the way out has to be the most terrifying moment of your life. <clears throat> so I can't imagine what they were thinking. But Scott Frost said in his post game that uh, he was talking and the prognosis was good. So we'll see what happens to Colin Miller. And we'll... I get choked up more easy since my brain injury because I'm an emotional guy. And today was really shitty. By the way, on a personal note, tomorrow I will have quit drinking uh, seven months. And today I thought, you know... Uh, I should just have some alcohol. And I really didn't. I don't miss it a damn bit. I don't have any desire for it anymore, which is really kind of weird. I don't know if I have anything else to say other than, you know, hopefully tomorrow's a better day and a damn well better week because we got them shitheads from Iowa coming up. And I don't want to go through a game like this with Iowa. It'd be... In the third quarter, I looked at this and said, if I didn't run a website, would I be watching this? No, I wouldn't. I would have gone and I would have watched Ohio State, Indiana, which was a much better game by much better teams. And honestly, we did flip over to that in the fourth quarter to see if Indiana could do anything. And they lost, which I'm not going to cry about because I find myself really hating Indiana for some reason. I can't stand Tom Allen. I don't know why. I like P.J. Fleck more than him. That's just wrong. Okay. That's enough of this. Go Big Red and say your prayers for the Colin Miller and his family. Take care of yourselves. Happy Thanksgiving.